Okay, um, it's great to uh, be able to uh, share with you this morning. Um, this uh, week we're looking at uh, the life of uh, King David. Uh, we've been looking at, uh, started a series on that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you can find this uh, in the books of 1, Samuel, uh, 1 and 2 Samuel, uh, but also in 1 Chronicles, which is where we'll be uh, reading from uh, today. So over the last few weeks, we've looked at uh, King David and what he teaches us about a ca- the character of a leader. Uh, we've looked at what he teaches us about a character of a people uh, and uh, about the character of God. So we're reading today from uh, 1 Chronicles Uh, chapter 14, starting at verse 13. And the Philistines yet again made a raid in the valley. And when David again inquired of God, God said to him, you shall not go up after them, go around and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then go out to battle For God has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army from Gibeon to Giza. And the fame of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. So uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, the theme uh, from Uh, uh, from this passage, but also uh, from David's life, the theme of waiting. Uh, David was um, very familiar with the concept of of waiting. He had to wait uh, around 30 years uh, from when Samuel, uh, the prophet, told him that he was going to become king uh, to when he actually uh, became king. And what this this little section that we just looked at uh, is, is this is after he's become king. And we see a number of the lessons that uh, David has learnt uh, in that time uh, being played out in this passage. Waiting well has been something that God's been teaching me about, um, especially over the last year. Um, it's easy to see what waiting badly might look like. Uh, impatient, uh, trying to short-circuit the situation to get what you want, uh, even giving up hope, being resigned to things never changing, uh, or getting incredibly inwardly angry at um, the situation uh, and uh, what, uh, not getting uh, you know, the things that are getting in the way of uh, getting what you want. Maybe even going over and over the situation to try and work out just how it could be fixed. I have to confess, I've done all of the above uh, in the last year, um, as in different situations that I've encountered. I wonder about you. What's, what are you waiting for? With COVID, it can feel a little bit like uh, life's on hold with the restrictions that we have as a result of this virus. Waiting for church to be normal again, uh, to be able to meet again in person, frustration uh, about what's been taken away. Maybe you're waiting for something uh, that's been prophesied over your life and thinking, how can that possibly happen now? Waiting for God to move in our church, waiting for God to move in our town, in our nation, and thinking, how? It just doesn't seem possible. Often in these times of waiting, we can feel like uh, we're making sacrifices uh, towards what God's put on our hearts to wait for, uh, but not uh, seeing fruit. And that can be uh, incredibly frustrating. And God's answer, uh, God's call on us 
uh, is to be patient in these times of waiting. But I, I want to use this, uh, this passage in the life of David uh, to think about uh, together this morning is how. How do we exercise that patience uh, that God has called us to? And I've got three uh, P's to, think, to help us think about this. Problems, perspective and passion. Uh, so firstly, uh, problems. I don't know if you noticed at the start of that section I read uh, the phrase, yet again. I wonder uh, if you have a yet again problem, something that you just keep coming up against. The Philistines were David's yet again problem. Yet again, they made a raid. Yet again, they were causing trouble. Maybe your yet again problem uh, is something that's come up as a result of uh, the current situation, the pandemic, uh, or a, f a frustration that you keep revisiting with the restrictions on life as they are at the moment. And maybe it's something completely different. When we hit a problem over and over again like that, um, it, it's God's calling us uh, to pray, to pray about it, uh, to seek him for a resolution uh, and a solution. Uh, when I was at school, um, I had uh, a pretty difficult time of it. Uh, when I started secondary school, uh, my family had just moved to Scotland. Uh, I was the English kid that didn't fit in. And uh, there are a number of uh, things about school that were just really difficult. And I remember the end of uh, each, um, each day, certainly for the first term of my first year of secondary school, um, just coming home every day and going, I just don't want to do that again. And uh, I, I prayed um, and I prayed at the end of the day. I prayed every day before I went into school and nothing immediately fixed, nothing immediately transformed. But there was a, a character building. That was a character building time uh, for me. And I did see uh, God break in and I saw the situation um, get better. There was, in the way that I prayed, there was no sense of uh, if it's your will, God. I knew exactly what I wanted. Uh, and something uh, that uh, godly waiting is definitely not is drifting. I was not drifting in that time. I was seeking God. I was asking him every day, God, will you make this situation be different from how it is? David knew exactly what he wanted to do when these Philistines were making a raid. He uh, wanted to uh, counterattack, to uh, see justice done. He wanted to see uh, them, the, see the back of them. But God told him to wait. It's easy to see a problem, uh, especially a reoccurring problem, uh, and kick back instinctively against it. But God's been teaching David all of those 30 years of preparation not to do that, to check in, to ask first, and then act. And God's solution uh, was uh, to, as uh, in his waiting, uh, was to uh, reposition David, to, for David to reposition his army. Uh, and uh, these balsam trees um, were, uh, as they came from uh, the, the certain direction, as the wind blew on those balsam trees, uh, they made a sound like an army marching. And the Philistines uh, went into panic. They thought that they were being pursued by a far larger army uh, than uh, they were actually being pursued uh, by. And David was able uh, to have a great victory uh, that day uh, as he waited for God and he heard uh, what God had to say. 
If anything, uh, this can sound like a bit of an idealized situation. Um, you get a problem, you pray about it, God gives you a solution, job done. Many of the situations uh, we face uh, are not at all like this. Um, how often do we find ourselves uh, stuck uh, in the waiting gap uh, that comes after praying? So this leads me to my second point about perspective. What happens in that waiting gap? The thing about being forced to wait for something uh, is it makes you realise how powerless you are. And we don't like being powerless, so we respond emotionally uh, to waiting. When I finished my degree, I, uh, went to, uh, I joined a research group um, to do uh, research in chemistry. Um, and uh, I discovered that my new boss uh, had a, a policy, a door open, doors open policy. Whenever he was in uh, the building, uh, he had got a grant. He didn't need to do any teaching anymore. He could give his time uh, to exclusively to research and exclusively to his research group. And uh, he had his door open policy. I could go and see him whenever I wanted. I thought, brilliant, that's so good. Um, it's amazing to have such an accessible uh, supervisor. And... The thing was, he was a very busy man, and he had a, uh, a strategy for us uh, to make sure that we didn't waste his time. Uh, and he had a chair in his office, and we would go, uh, if you had something that you wanted to talk to him about, uh, we would go, we'd have to go and sit in this chair. And you would sit in this chair, and you'd look on his wall, and he'd won a lot of awards. There are a lot of awards, there are a lot of certificates, there are a lot of uh, things about, you know, how how much he'd uh, progressed to become a professor, all these different bodies that had given him these awards. And we would sit there uh, and wait to talk to him. And uh, this waiting time could be uh, 20 minutes, anything up to half an hour, while he sat on his computer and he did whatever it was that he was getting on with at that particular time. And they weren't favourites with this. We all had the same experience. And in that time of sitting in the office, uh, it's often change your perspective on uh, the problem that it was that with what, we, what you were doing that you come to see him about and um, you didn't want to go in there and sit in this chair and then realize that actually you'd worked out what the problem was and uh, then you know have to just leave again without speaking to him so you made absolutely sure that if you were going in there you had something that was uh, legit that you were really needing some help with and because we were all the same uh, we all had uh, a bit of a laugh about this and we uh, talked about the different things that he would do in this time uh, including phoning his son's school and having a chat with their teachers uh, emailing different people in the department uh, that we would also be on, on in on those emails uh, and there was a camaraderie uh, about uh, being in the same situation together uh, being able to laugh about the ridiculousness uh, of uh, life is something that's, uh, that's really, uh, can really help us uh, in times uh, of waiting and times of uh, frustration. So I'm not saying at all that God is like uh, my boss at that time. Um, God doesn't wait, uh, make us wait just because he's busy. He's always uh, ready uh, to hear uh, what we have to say but he does sometimes make us wait in order to change our perspective. And he also makes us wait uh, to give us that, um, and he gives us people uh, to, who are alongside us 
um, who can, who understand us, who gets us, who are really deep, um, good, meaningful friends. And uh, David had that uh, in Jonathan, who was Saul's son. In this time of waiting, when he was waiting to become king, uh, this friendship was uh, a, God gave it to him as a source of life um, in a time that was incredibly difficult for David in a lot of ways. So God changes our perspective uh, and he gives us friends. He gives us people uh, who will stand alongside us uh, in that waiting. Um, and he uses that to shape us, to bring us humility about uh, the situations that we face. So my third point uh, is passion. I've heard it said uh, that great leadership doesn't just uh, react to problem, the problems in front of you. Uh, it anticipates uh, what's coming next. You have vision uh, about what lies ahead, what's, uh, what needs to change in order to encounter the problems ahead. But David uh, went beyond this. He was a great leader. He, um, he led his nation incredibly. Uh, he led himself uh, well as well. Um, but the thinking about problems, the thinking about the Philistines was not his main preoccupation. His passion was the presence of God. And we heard about that last week uh, from Darren. It was a passion of David's that even in this, these times of exile, when he wasn't king yet, he was encountering God uh, in all sorts of uh, far-flung places in caves where he's hiding from Saul and so on. And many of the Psalms are written from those kind of places of desperation. He wanted those encounters with God to form the centre uh, of uh, this nation that he, uh, God had made him king of. He wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the presence of God, into his capital, uh, Jerusalem, uh, where um, people would come uh, to worship God. His passion was uh, to build a permanent structure, not just uh, a tent uh, in which the ark would move, uh, but a permanent structure, a temple where God uh, would dwell uh, with uh, his people. And this was a thing that God told him to wait for. He said, you're not the one to build this temple. Some dreams that God gives us are bigger than we are and well sometimes we're called to make preparations for future generations. David wasn't primarily preoccupied with the problem of the Philistines but he had this passion that drove him uh, through all of the problems that he encountered that the presence of God would be at the centre of his life and the centre of, li of the life of his nation. What is the passion that drives you? That is the key to waiting well. And David was rewarded um, in this waiting. Uh, God made him a promise uh, that the king that would come, uh, that would be even greater than him, would be of his line. God himself dwelling on earth, Jesus. This uh, Jesus uh, was the ultimate fulfillment of uh, the temple, uh, God walking among us, walking among his people. 
I want to pray for us uh, shortly as uh, I close this this section of the meeting uh, to pray that we would uh, encounter the presence of God. This is something that you can encounter anywhere, any place, just as David did when he was in these uh, these caves running away from Saul before he was king. Uh, he encountered God. Um, uh, basically we're just wherever he went so uh, whether you're sat in your living room uh, right now uh, listening to this or you're catching up on the train uh, on the way into work or whatever it is you're doing you can encounter the presence of God and we are putting uh, that that same passion for the presence of God at the center of our church our um, tagline for uh, the church is um, his presence our community their hope it is a, uh, it's a statement that follows. Um, it follows uh, everything that we do follows from the presence of God. We can't be a community without the presence of God. We can't be hope to anyone else without the presence of God meeting uh, with us. So whatever happens uh, with restrictions, and we've heard uh, this, more, this, um, this week some really bad news on the news, whatever happens with those restrictions, uh, we know that as a church that our God is bigger than that. Our God, whatever restrictions uh, come into place, uh, God will meet with us. He wants to uh, show us who he is um, and encounter us and uh, call us uh, to whatever it is he's got for us. And you can, you can know that same purpose in waiting. If you don't know, um, if you don't know Jesus yet, if, you, if you're just checking in with us uh, this morning for the first time, you can know this, this God that brings meaningfulness uh, to what feels like meaningless waiting. So uh, this morning uh, we've looked at yet again problems and how that drives us to prayer. Uh, we've looked at how um, God, sometimes in calling us to wait for his answer, changes our perspective, uh, but he also doesn't leave us alone in that situation. Uh, he gives us uh, friends, he gives us people who we can wait with and we can share those frustrations with. Uh, and thirdly, we've heard about passion, and I've, I've just brought the challenge, what is the passion that drives you? God puts a passion on, on each one of us and gives us that passion to give us perseverance. What lifts your head? What causes you to encounter the presence of God? So I just want to finish by praying now for all of us uh, that we would encounter God right now, but also going on into the week. Lord, I thank you uh, that you are an all-powerful God. But God, thank you that you're also a God who cares about each detail of our lives and you know the things that frustrate us, you know the things that, uh, where we feel like we're being held back uh, and we bring them to you and we ask for, for uh, your resolution and you just say, wait. And we, we say that we trust you this morning and we ask that you would touch us, that you would meet with us, that you would lift our eyes to see you again and that you would fill us with your power and your Holy Spirit uh, to spur us on uh, to love you more and to serve you in everything that you have for us. Thank you that you have good plans, a good future for us. Uh, and thank you so much for your passionate love for us uh, that calls that response out of us. We say that we love you. Amen.